Random Inks Productions presents the first annual May the 4th Be With You episode, presented by the Credulous Nerds. I've got a bad feeling about this. Welcome everyone to the Credulous Nerds podcast. As always, my name is Justin and I have my co-host with me, Mark. How's it going, guys? And today we have a special episode for you. We're going to be talking about Star Wars in honor of May the 4th, which is the unofficial Star Wars fan day. And all fans have kind of adopted this day, May the 4th as a way to celebrate their fandom, whether it's watching movies or buying Star Wars memorabilia or toys or whatever they, they want to get. And then just wearing Star Wars shirts to work that day or, you know, whatever the case may be, they find a way to celebrate Star Wars. And obviously May the 4th is a pun on May the Force be with you. So fans have kind of turned that into May the 4th be with you. And me as a lifelong Star Wars fan, I uh, heard about this day probably, I don't know, five, six years ago is when it started to get big and um, started the fans started posting stuff online. I think social media had a, a big uh, opportunity or played a big role in this as more fans were able to connect online and able to, uh, you know, post stuff and others comment on it and, you know, things like that. So, but May the 4th has been around since 1979. Um, uh, Star Wars A New Hope came out in May of 1977 and then The Empire Strikes Back came out in 1980 so in 1979 uh, Margaret Thatcher took office as Prime Minister of the UK on May 4th 1979 and one of the newspapers of put an advertisement out. I think it was the London evening news that said, may the fourth be with you, Maggie. Congratulations. So that was the first reiteration of uh, may the fourth. And then it kind of was here and there. You, I guess it would pop up every once in a while, but it was kind of in the two thousands, 2011, I believe that it really started to, to gain traction. And then in 2013, the Walt Disney Company officially observed the holiday with uh, different Star Wars events at t- Disneyland and Walt Disney World. Uh, and Disney had bought Lucasfilm in late 2012. So Disney is officially uh, endorsing it, but yet at the same time, I think they're missing out on a lot of opportunities. So they may be having um, activities at Disneyland or Disney World but come on, there hasn't been a Star Wars movie released in on May the 4th or there hasn't been a major film release on Blu-ray or DVD or whatever on May the 4th. So I think they're missing out on some some opportunities there for marketing, definitely. Mm-hmm. And we always talk about this, right? Like every time I'm always like, why don't they do something on May the 4th? And you're kind of, you know, Star Wars nerdy and you make excuses for them and everything. <laughs> But really, why don't they? But, you know, uh, it'd be amazing. So, uh, were you? Did you go to any of the originals in theaters? Did yeah, I went to all of them. All of them in in theaters. The first one came out in what seventy seventy seven seven, and you were born in like what fifty three or something. <laughs> That's a good one. I was no, seventy two. Okay, so you were just little, little. So I was. My birthday is in August, so I I went that summer. Cause I didn't at the time I didn't know when it was, but I've kind of done some detective work and it was released in on May two, nine, or yeah, May 1972 in select cities. I think there was only like 12 cities in the nation that it was released. What day in May? Um, I want to say the 25th. If it would have been the fourth, that would have been amazing. <laughs> it's a 23rd, 24, 25. I can't remember offhand, but, um, and Phoenix was one of the cities and I was living in the Phoenix area at the time. 
and it was slowly released um, over the following months as it got bigger and bigger, more theaters picked it up. But I saw it when I was four and then we moved from Phoenix um, after I turned five. So I, I saw it, you know, in theaters when I was four years old, maybe five, early five years old, but so I don't remember you much. Like, you see it like release day, like day it came out, uh, standing in line. No, I don't, well, I don't remember that. I, I asked my mom about it and she said that we went and saw it, but we didn't, she was like, I heard all these things about it and it was like this big deal. So I was like, maybe I should take my son. So we went and saw it, but I don't remember standing in line. It's probably a couple months after. So but, what you're saying is Conan is a couple months plus two weeks of a better fan than you. Yeah. <laughs> no, it wasn't Conan. It was Colbert. Oh, was it? Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's right. <laughs> you guys have to watch it. If you haven't seen that, you gotta, you gotta watch why, uh, he is a big better to a better fan by two weeks yeah. than anybody else. It's amazing. It's like the legitimately the best thing ever. But yeah. uh, so, do you remember watching it? Like, do you actually remember sitting there watching it, or do you just remember going? I remember scenes from it. I don't remember like going to the theater or anything like that. I remember being there, and I remember a couple scenes, like um, when they're on the Death Star and the stormtroopers were shooting at him, um, and there's one scene where a, an Imperial officer gets shot in the chest and like made a big old hole in his chest, at least in the original version. And I was thinking, I was like scared by that. I was like, Whoa, that's, that's, you know, he's dead. <laughs> he's dead. Those lasers are, those laser guns are serious stuff. <laughs> yeah. So I remember being a little shocked by that and then being scared by Darth Vader and then just laser blasts flying. I remember that's about all I remember. And at the time, right, I mean, I, I didn't start really going to the movies till the late 80s, right? So different different stuff. But you remember it being just heads and tails more amazing than anything else at the time? It was my, it was my favorite movie. And I think it only saw three movies at that time. There was Peter Pan, which was my thoughts in the theaters. And then I saw Star Wars and then I saw like Herbie the Love Bug or something. <laughs> and I remember Star Wars... Peter Pan was my favorite, and then I saw Star Wars, and then that was my favorite. Oh man, Peter had nothing on on <laughs> Vader, right? Yeah. So and then and then you saw, I suppose, right? You saw the rest in theaters too, so you'd have been yeah, there. yeah. And then with Empire Strikes Back, we had moved and we were in a different city, and a, but I remember being all excited to go see it, but we were late the first time because we had to drive like it wasn't that far it was probably 10-15 minutes <laughs> but we left late and then we got there late and I remember walking in on the part where uh, Han Solo is cutting open the Tauntaun with a lightsaber to put Luke inside and so like the first image I saw was the Tauntaun his guts coming out and I was like well what, what's going on <laughs> what kind of movie is this I, I think I missed something here yeah but then I saw Han Solo with a lightsaber I was like no way He's using a lightsaber. So. He can do it too. He doesn't have to kiss his own sister. <laughs> yeah. So that's what I remember. And then I went back and saw it a couple more times. Um, just loved it. And then when yeah. the whole thing about Darth Vader saying, you know, I'm your father, that was a big shock. But I was like, no, that's not true. I was like, Luke, was like, that's impossible. So I, <laughs> did, you go, did you go home and cry too? You were like <laughs> holding on to like a pill. No. <laughs> No, I just remember being confused. Like, well, is he? No, there's no way. There's no. He's a, you know, he's a robot or he's a droid or whatever. So that whole three years waiting until Return of the Jedi, I was, I didn't know. I was like, well, maybe he is, but I don't think he is. And you know, that was the big argument amongst the elementary school kids. Well, it's not like today, right, where you can get online and everyone's going to talk about it. Like, I mean, yeah. you legit, like it was all nobody knew anything, and yeah. and I remember reading that. Uh, only a few people knew, right? Yeah. What was going to happen. And um, then when it came out, it said just surprised the heck out of everybody. Yeah. Yeah, they didn't have spoilers or leaks or anything. I, well, I guess they had leaks. But at the time, uh, it was just George Lucas and Mark Hamill that knew because they changed the script so that the guy who plays Darth Vader would, I think he said... You know, he started out by saying, you know, you never, Obi-Wan never told you, told you what happened to your father. And Luke's like, no, he told me you killed him. And the line that they gave the, the actor that played Darth Vader was, 
Obi-Wan killed him or something like that. So he thought that was the big secret, but, and so did everybody else, but it wasn't. Well, and that's probably because he was a German guy, right? He would, you know, if it would have been, yeah, if it would have been, you know, James Earl Jones, they would have told him, but. Well, well yeah, they, they told him eventually, right? When they recorded his lines. <laughs> he's like what i remember reading something he was like are you sure about this george <laughs> yeah he gives a pretty good interview uh i don't know if you've seen it but uh, james earl jones gives a cool interview about being darth vader and being asked to it and i don't know if uh you guys have seen it that are listening but something we're listening to he it's really good to listen to anyway he has a lot to say and it's great talk great talk he gives but you know if you have a chance talk to it we'll try to link it to our facebook page but so you were probably so at that time you're probably six or seven years old right when you see the second one yeah and then you see the last one you're 10 about 10 ish yeah yeah return of the jedi um i was a little older so i kind of understood better what was going on and i think the big thing with that was when darth vader took off his mask and you saw him, his face, and you're like, oh, he's just, he's a human. He's normal. He's normal. So that was kind of the big thing then. Mm-hmm. The Ewoks didn't bother me. I mean, I was 10, so they're like, I didn't think they were cute or anything, but I was like, oh, these little Wookiees are fighting, you know? It was totally believable as opposed to now when I watch it. I'm like, eh, I don't know about that. <laughs> <laughs> That's a, Man, these guys with little bows and arrows, huh? they took yeah. out the five, uh, 501st, did they? Yeah. <laughs> when I was 10, I believed it. So I, I think that's, that was the audience that he was going for. Right. So. Well, it could have been the time too, you think, because I mean, even for its time, it was an amazing movie. Yeah. I mean, I remember watching it in the late eighties, early nineties, and it was still an amazing movie. I mean, it probably wasn't until a Phantom Menace came out that you realized how dated it actually was. I mean, yeah. you look at the other movies that were coming out. I mean, that one was way better for what it was doing. You know, the whole sci-fi beginning of CGI. I mean, the the things they did to record the puppets and things like that. And we've gone to uh, um, comic cons about this, right? Where they talked about how they did the puppets and stuff. And uh, if you look at our YouTube, we, we do some recordings. Justin did some great recordings and that's great. I never saw any of the original three in the um, theaters. I was too young. I wasn't born until 83. So yeah. they'd all come out by then. Uh, but I remember seeing Phantom Menace. When did that come out? Uh, 98? 99. 99? Yeah. And I remember it was before online tickets, right? Internet wasn't really popular. Dial-up was still the general <laughs> mode of uh, interneting. And um, I remember ditching school for a whole week. And my, my dad had no idea. My parents were divorced at the time. My dad just had no idea. I'd come home and be like, yeah, school was great, you know. And, uh, um, and then I would sneak out and stay the night over there. And, <laughs> In line at your theater? Yeah. And then I would, uh, you know, so I skipped school. And I remember I was going to buy my dad a ticket. I was so excited. And I get up there and they're like, oh, you can buy 10 tickets. So I bought 10 tickets. Yeah. And uh, How long and then, did, so you camped out for a week? A week. And I was probably like 50th in line. 50th? Wow. Yeah. And so, I mean, it, there was a huge line. Like it was, and if you've ever been to St. George, we're at the old theater, uh, Cinema 6, um, down Main Street, if you know where that is. And there was just that whole parking lot's filled, you know, and it was just insane. And there's these people across the street. There's the Smiths across the street, and they were firing uh, – um, they had one of those water balloon launchers and they were firing water balloons into the huge crowds all night. They're like yelling nerds, you guys are nerds. And I just remember that. And, uh, so anyways, we finally get up and get the tickets and, you know, I've been up for how many days. And so I just decided to get 10 and I think back then tickets were, I think like five bucks a piece. Yeah. And, uh, I ended up getting, you know, 10. So. I paid 50 bucks and I sold eight of them for like 20 bucks a piece. (laughs) (laughs) I was like, I would say I was so smart. I was like, yes, this is the best. I probably could have sold them for like 50 bucks each, you know, (laughs) but uh, I remember. And the the worst thing about it is I didn't sell them for 20 bucks each to like some guy I didn't know. I sold them to like somebody I did know. So then the years later, I'm like, man, I was a jerk. I should have just sold them for five bucks each. (laughs) And uh, you paid your dues, man. You waited in the line a whole week. 
I did. So then it gets worse because back then they didn't have assigned seating like they do now. Oh, yeah. So you got in line for the ticket and then you had to get in line for the seat. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like pandemonium for the seats. Like there was people everywhere. No one knew where the lines were. All four of the employees that worked at Cinema 6 couldn't, you know, handle handle it. And I remember they ran out of popcorn. They ran out of drinks. <laughs> like it was just horrible, just horribly done. And we finally get there, midnight release. My dad, I told my dad, I'm like, dad, I got you a ticket. Still has no idea I was ditching. Ten minutes into the movie, I fell asleep. I was oh, yeah. so tired. <laughs> I didn't even see the stupid movie. And so I, I'm asleep, and then I woke up at the end. You know, I was like, yeah. "Oh, I'm sure that was a great movie." And I went and saw it like a week later or something, and it, I, you know, I, I loved it for what it was. But that was my first, like, real introduction to Star Wars as like a fan, you know, like fan like that. Yeah. I had seen the Star Wars growing up, right? Seen the original three. My brothers loved them, um, and I remember liking them but I didn't really ever jump into the whole fandom until that first one, until episode one came out. And, and, and then, you know, you love it. I think you love it like anyone else does. I mean, it's hard not to be a fan of that film. It really is. I I get some people don't like the sci-fi and distaste and nerdy, blah, blah, blah. But generally it's, it's really hard. I think not to be a fan of star Wars. Yeah. Well, I think just the, the camaraderie that you get, like that's why they, the conventions are so big because everybody's there for the same thing. They all, we all like it. You know, you get to talk to strangers who you don't know and probably never see again about this movie. That's that you like. It's just this, you develop this bond, even if it's just for a day or an hour maybe. And then it's just an overall fun experience. So, uh, I went and saw episode one. I can't remember what, I remember I saw the trailer and I was like, no way star Wars is back. I was so excited. But then I was, I was dating my wife at the time and she was, I was talking to her about it. I said, ah, you want to go see Star Wars with me? And she's like, yeah, another one. Because <laughs> <laughs> you grew up with us and we, like, we were always watching, like that's all we watch. We're like Star Wars and of Green Gables. <laughs> and like, I think we watched Monty Python. Like yeah. that, that was our movies, right? <laughs> like There was like no other movies in the house. Yeah. So she was like, yeah, I'll go with you whatever. And so we ended up going, I think it came out, you know, midnight on Friday morning, but we didn't go till Saturday. I can't remember if it was actually Saturday or Friday at like 10. So we, cause we just walked up, got tickets. It must've been Saturday. Cause we just walked up, got tickets. It was the theater was packed, but we didn't have to wait in line. We got up there, we we're watching it. And I was like, Oh, this is cool. Cool. Pod racing, Jedi, you know, all these battles. I look over and my wife's just asleep. <laughs> <She's passed out. laughs> well, I'm liking it. So, <laughs> well, uh, hope there's another date. <laughs> yeah. So yeah, that was probably a couple months before we got engaged. So she was definitely cool with it with my star Wars fandom. But I think that's when I started being a fan again. Cause I, they did the special editions. Uh, I think the year before, no, it was 97. Where they did, you know, episode four in January, episode five in February, and then six in March, and then they started doing the prequels. But I, I went and saw them, and I was like, yeah, that's cool. But then when episode one came out, it was like all of a sudden I was a fan again, and that's when I started getting into it. You know, reading the the fan sites, you know, the force.net, rebelscum.com, all that stuff, and that's when I started to get into it again. At that point. So did you have any, uh, cause I remember at this time there was like this huge flood, like for original toys and they were going for astronomical amounts, yeah. right? Did you at that time have any original stuff? Still? No, no, I had them as a kid, but I play with my toys. I mean, I beat them. Like there was one I'd play with my friends had them. So we'd get together and just have these battles out in the backyard and stuff. And one time we, I set them, I was bored. So I set them up in this, on this hill and pretended they were attacking me and I had a BB gun. So I was shooting, <laughs> shooting them. <laughs> so I think I lost like four or five of them and just blew their heads off or their arms off or whatever. Okay. So I had them. And then I, I think when I was 12, I sold them because I oh. wasn't playing with them anymore. So I remember 
when I went and saw this, my parents had been divorced probably a little less than a year. And when we had moved out and my parents had divorced, we had these original um, sheets for Star Wars from the very first one. And like all my, sheets. yeah, bed sheets. Okay. And I was like, oh my goodness. And I called my mom like, mom, do you still have those? <laughs> oh, I gave him the DI. What? Are you kidding, <laughs> lady? Like, what's wrong with you? And then, um, so the movie had just released and it's, I think it's like that summer. I was working for um, uh, some good friends of mine and we were clearing out like this old trailer park because they had bought the land and so they just needed guys to help clear everything out, throw it away. So we were clearing it out and I found an original 1977 unopened calendar from year one. Well, it was, it was seed in 96, but it was all Star Wars in 97. So it was original, never been opened. I took it in. Yep, it was original. I'd kept it. It was in, you know, we, my dad had moved. So we, it was in the storage unit and then a storage unit got robbed. I donh, know. <laughs> I know. So I didn't have any original toys either. I remember growing up with them. I, I missed out on the big money, but uh, I just remember like it was just off the wall. Don't you remember that? Like everything, like original, yeah. the Death Star, they were saying we were like 5,000 bucks. And yeah. Yeah. The toys went for a premium, that's for sure. And then I started collecting all the new toys from episode one, episode two, episode three. And I was oh, a completist, so I'd try to get all of them. <laughs> the whole set and it was it got to be like super expensive and then i i'd get them and i was like oh cool i got them all and then i'd put them in a storage box in the basement <laughs> and never do anything with them <laughs> it was like so after That's about funny. five years i was like this is kind of dumb i'm not even just putting them in a box and not even looking at them or using them or whatever <laughs> so did you get rid of them yeah i sold them made some money oh. so when the the last one comes out and those are worth lots of money <laughs> No, I'm just kidding. So now I know your wife. For those of you who don't know, his wife's my sister. Um, when did she finally become a Star Wars fan? Because she is not into the nerdum. I mean, Justin and I, we go to the comic cons and she just like, okay, you know, kind of like, like, How I don't fun. know, pity smiles, like, oh, I'm so sorry for you too, kind of thing, you know? And I mean, she lets us, she, we have fun and she, she knows that. But when did she become a Star Wars fan? That's a good question. Because I, I remember I went and saw episode two at midnight with my friend. And I don't even know if she went and saw it in the theater. Um, episode two anyway. And then episode three, we I went and saw it again at midnight with my friend. But then the next day, I took my two kids who were, I, know, I think my oldest was, he was only like four. And then my daughter was like two. But she went with us, and I think that's when she started to kind of get into it a little bit more because she would watch them. I'd buy them on video and stuff, on DVD, and she'd watch them with me sometimes. And actually, her favorite film of all of Star Wars is Episode 2, Attack of the Clones. And so I think after Episode 2, she started watching it and getting interested because of the Jedi and obviously Ewan McGregor and um, and his portrayal of Obi-Wan. So I think it was after that just because, you know, I was watching it often and my kids would watch it. So she kind of got into it and she started reading the books, like the Clone War books. And then there was the first, the first Star, Star Wars celebration that we went to in 2007 in LA. She went to that and I think that's when she started. Like... She doesn't have much interest in all the the nerd stuff, but she does have interest in Star Wars. And that's mm. kind of when it started. It was like 2005, 2004 maybe, and then onward. Because she's pretty knowledgeable. I've talked to her a couple of times. She's like, oh, yeah, this is my favorite Jedi. I'm like, I don't know who the crap you're talking about. You know, like <laughs> yeah. you're speaking a different language. But, yeah, she's pretty knowledgeable. And I remember you guys playing uh, – you remember like Star Wars Knights of the Old Republic? Yeah. I remember you guys would play that and I was playing it at the same time. And she was like, Oh yeah, I love that game. And I was like, this, yeah. that's weird. You know, like so strange. Yeah, she beat, she beat uh, Knights of the Old Republic one and two. And I only beat one. I played two, but I never finished it. <laughs> yeah. You got to play the, the old star Wars Knights. Uh, no Jedi Knight video games. She mm -hmm. played all those and beat them. 
So, right. yeah. And then you played the old Republic with me for a little bit. Yeah, we played that. But, she never did that one. Yeah, but you were your kids were kind of young too, so it was really hard for you to really spend time. And yeah. you know, like I think if it would have been ten years before, it would have been oh yeah more time into it for sure. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so yeah, I mean, we've seen the movies, we played the game. So for you. And I'm going to leave the last trilogy out of it, but you know, the original trilogy that came out in the seventies, eighties, and then the new one, the new one, the, you know, episode one, two, and three Phantom Menace. Those, which ones did you like the original ones better at the time? Or did you, were you more excited for the other ones? Cause you were older. Does that make sense? You get what I'm trying to ask? Yeah. Like which one excited you more at the time they were coming out? Yeah. I uh. mean, because I, I think there's something to be said, like, I mean, technology aside, obviously, the new ones look better. And, but as far as the story and excitement, I think that uh, the first three offer just as much as the next three. And so yeah. for you, which one, when you, now that you kind of look back, which ones were you like, yeah, I re- that was the best? Yeah, I think, I think they're different in the sense that the first one I was, you know, 12 and under. So there's that kind of excitement, all oh, of this new Star Wars movie. But when I think back about to what I was thinking about, I wasn't, I didn't really understand the whole picture. It was just kind of cool in the moment. But with the prequel trilogy, it was more like, I was more into, okay, how does the force work? You know, who's, you know, Qui- what is Qui-Gon's deal? I was more interested in the story and how it all connected, not only within the prequel trilogy, but to the original trilogy. You know, the things that we that were introduced in the prequel trilogy, how they related to the original, like the clone troopers were introduced in episode two, but then we kind of see that they're very similar to the stormtroopers in episode four, five, six. So how do they relate? You know, so it was just more intricate for me. And I was more interested in how things worked. Like I would buy the books about it was the incredible cross sections and they would show like a starfighter and it would break it down and you kind of look at it and see, well, okay, this is how the laser guns work, you know, or this is how a lightsaber works. So it was more, I think just because there was more information due to the times that you could absorb more backstory than you could before. Cause with the original is, is always a mystery. Like, you know, who's, what happened to Obi-Wan? How, why did he disappear when he got killed on the Death Star? You know, or is Darth Vader really Luke's father? You know, is that a lie? Is that true? And then, you know, just there was all this mystery about it, which is cool. But in the prequels, it was more, there was that mystery. But then you also got the backstory. They flesh it out in books and comics and TV shows and all that stuff. Well, about this time is when you just saw like, Star Wars everything, Star Wars movies, and no one knew it was canon and what wasn't. And yeah. finally Disney put a put a stamp on that real quick. But uh yeah, I mean I, I I've seen those books that you have. I mean, um not a lot of people know this, uh, but you did win that what book was it that you won at Comic Con? Oh shoot. I can't like remember a, what it's called. It's like Star Wars Blueprints or something. Yeah, it's like a hundred and fifty dollar book and no, it's three hundred dollar book. Oh, was it $300 book? <laughs> and it's huge. It's like 50 pounds or something. Yeah. It's and uh, it was, um, was it signed? Had he signed it? Uh, I got him to sign it after. After oh. I won it, yeah. So, so Justin and I, we go to our, it was our, our very first Comic-Con, right? I got to remember if it was the first or the second one. So we went to Comic-Con in New York and we had never been to one before. It was kind of crazy for us. And Justin goes off and do, does his own thing. I think I was in line for uh, um, Stanley autograph when you started. Like, and so Justin went on this huge, uh, it was like a, what was it? Like a um, treasure hunt or something like that, right? Didn't you have to go to a bunch of different booths and get people to sign things or something? Yeah. yeah. And uh, so then he turns in his name and they give him a number. And I think it was like the first 100 people get a number and they're going to do this drawing for this book and it's like this amazing book and so it's the last day it's sunday i think we're gonna fly out that night and and uh justin says to me oh we gotta go i've got this drawing you know kind of like as an afterthought almost yeah. <laughs> like, it was like he wasn't sure he was gonna go so we get going over there i'm like okay let's go do this so we get going over there 
and they're, you know, kind of starting to collect and we're standing right up front and the guy gets up there and he's kind of talking to people and he's like, so who's going to win? And I guess Justin had number two, right? You were number yeah. two. Yeah. And uh, I'm like, number two will win. So then he, you know, says something else or suck. And then he asks again. I'm like, oh, number two will win. <laughs> and so he keeps asking it. We're like, yeah, like number two, number two. And he's getting annoyed with us. You can tell he's getting annoyed. Like, he's like yeah. shut up, guys. <laughs> and like, he's like, who is it? Who is it? And I'm like, I'll top my lungs. Number two, number two. And he draws it. He's like, ah, uh, it's number. And then his voice just drops. Like you could tell, like the, the, all joy was sucked out of his soul. And he's like, ah, two. <laughs> and yeah. everyone's just like what the heck like look at and justin and i are like ah we're screaming and yeah. jumping real excited and everybody else is pissed off and yeah giving us three looks <laughs> this whole time we're like annoying everybody yeah. and we win this book and it was amazing uh because of the size of this book and justin really wanted it, it was really cool and then we realized we had to carry it back to the plane with us and the thing was freaking like in a wood box. It's already like 50 pounds and yeah. it's in this wood box. And we're trying to carry the stupid thing walking through New York City. <laughs> yeah. We had to navigate, not only navigate the convention center, we still stayed like another hour or two after that. And then we had to navigate to the subway and then through the subway and then back to the apartment and get the stuff and then go to this on the subway back to the airport Carried onto the plane. <laughs> just, I was like so excited that I won it, but then about an hour later, I was like, oh, this sucks. I hate this book. <laughs> I hate this book. So heavy. It was, but it was worth it, right? I, mean, oh, yeah. you, you, I know you had it displayed for a while, right? And then you've kind of moved and you don't have your man cave anymore. Yeah. It's still, it's like in our front room on this laying sitting there. You can grab it and look at it if you come over to our house. So. But it's a blueprint book and it's all the, it's a copy of all the blueprints that they created to build the models for like the Millennium Falcon, the X-Wings, you know, just anything. They, they're able to copy those and put them all into one book and kind of explain the creative process. And so it's like, and it's huge, it's probably three feet by two and a half feet or something like that. Yeah. And it's probably a good four to six inches thick, don't you think? Oh Yeah. Yeah, probably four inches. Yeah, so I've never I've looked through some of it, but I haven't looked through all of it. I haven't seen it all, but it, it's pretty amazing. Um, so, so yeah, stuff like that. I mean, that's what Star Wars brings to the table. You know, contest, fun contests. They always have a big presence at Comic Cons. They have the 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 Star Wars celebrations that are a big deal. They're up to number nine i believe no yeah number nine at least in the u.s they've had a couple in europe one in japan and so we all thought they would announce star wars celebration 2019 on may the 4th but they didn't at least not yet so losers <laughs> justin and i just so you know we want to get master jedi tickets to that so if any of our listeners happen to get master jedi tickets and we don't remember us you can sell it to us for five dollars yes <laughs> but, so they just started they just finished the second movie right and not came out too long ago from the the last trilogy yeah what do you think about those when those came out like were you as excited for them when the when you know when the first prequels came out like were you like oh yeah, yeah this is amazing or were you just kind of like oh cool but meh i'll admit it doesn't have the same feelings for me like i think i was more excited with the prequels over out of all all the movies because for a couple of reasons one is like what i talked about earlier there's just more more star wars more backstory and all that stuff but another one i was able to share it with my kids you know even though they didn't go to the theater with me until the last one episode three i would still buy the the dvds and we'd watch them at home and we'd Kind of talk about them. I'd buy my kids toys and we'd play with them. So it was more of a, a family thing as opposed to me just being a kid. And so I, oh, between those two, I like the prequels more. But the my excitement for the prequels hasn't matched these new ones. Like I'm not as excited for the new ones. I was really excited for Force Awakens when it came out. 
I think we bought tickets for four showings. But after the second oh, one, yeah. I, I remember that. Yeah. And after the second showing, I was like, eh, let's just go home. You know, and I didn't go back to see it for like a week. Cause it, and it wasn't because I didn't like it. I, I really did. And I, you know, I watched it several times since then, but I just, it just didn't have the same excitement for me that the prequels did. And then the last Jedi, kind of the same thing. I went and saw it, I think three times within a week, but then I didn't go back to see it in theaters. You think that's because more of like, and I don't want to make this sound rude, but you think this is like, because you're an aged fan as opposed to a young man fan. You know what I mean? Like, cause I think about it, you know, like when you're a younger guy, younger buck, you know, you can go see it a billion times and the excitement's there. Like, it's almost like you're wowed by the world. And now you're an older fan. You've been a fan for some time, you know, the stories. Do you think that has something to do with it or just it's not as exciting period? Yeah. I think there's to some degree, there's a little bit of that just, you know, I've, not ex- as excited about things as I used to be as far as like before with the prequels, I went and saw them several times in theaters and now I'm like, oh, I've seen it and I'm good. But I think it is, um, there's something missing in my opinion from the new movies as compared to um, the prequels or the originals. And I think that's the George Lucas effect, you know, love him or hate him. He had a certain style and that style is being imitated, but it's not the same. Mm-hmm. So, for for me, when I look at it, <clears throat> the, the original three, I was really young, right? So, it, you can only be so much of a fan because, I mean, I think you can admit this: when you first saw the first one, it was cool, but you didn't really know what you were watching. Right. You didn't quite understand everything, and yada yada. And then when you did, it was cool. And, and for the time, I know that the graphics and all that were just top notch, but you know, we live in a world of advancing technology and cooler things. And you watch the next three and you're like, man, I get to see Yoda throw down. I get to see lightning. I get to see like guys jumping 50,000 feet and cutting, you know, 10,000 droids in half. Right. And that's cool. Like that's like exciting. And I think for me that brings like, man, these Jedi are awesome. Right. And you didn't get that in the first three. And so for me, I, I, when I compare it, I'm just like, you know, I really like the second three because, you know, the prequels because, man, I actually get to see what a Jedi is all about. You know, yeah. like they're awesome. And then you watch these new ones and I feel like it's like almost the same thing as the first three. Like you, it's missing that, yeah. you know, it's missing all the coolness. Now, I mean, you, you could, there are some cool sequences and all, but nothing like we saw in the second three, especially Revenge of the Sith, right? Yeah. Uh, when we see Palpatine and Yoda throw down, we see, you know, Obi-Wan and uh, Darth Vader throw down. I Those were amazing sequences. Mace Windu, we get to see amazing sequences in number two. And we just don't have anything close to comparable in the next three. And for me, that kind of takes away from it yeah. because I like that. I mean, we got to see just a second, right? When, when, uh, who was it? Um, <clears throat> what's the dumb Jedi Skywalker, when Luke comes out, right? Yeah. And he does that cool sliding move and he's dodging Kylo Ren. And then he's a force ghost. So we don't, we don't really get yeah. to see anything else. But for me, I just, I feel like I'm lacking seeing the Jedi, you know, the Jedi effect or the Sith effect. Like you just don't see the cool powers as much as you do. And, and I think for me, that's what's missing. Yeah. Like that. Yeah. And, Cause that's synonymous with star Wars, right? Jedi and lightsabers and Sith and lightsaber duels. You know, mm-hmm. you're not really, I mean, you're getting lightsaber duels, but it's not, it's just different. And the storyline supports why they do that. Right. I mean, yeah. there's hasn't been Jedi for a long time, but, but, but it's just like, they're just swinging them around. It's like, wow, they did that in the first one. And then the original three, you know, 30 years ago and you gotta, you gotta beef it up or something. And, um, so I, I don't know for me as a visual aspect, that's what's missing for me. I, I want that excitement of it. Yeah. Yeah. And I think, well, I mean, I want to hold off complete judgment until episode nine comes out, but as it stands, it's probably my least favorite trilogy 
up to this point, the sequels, uh, prequels, and then original, and then the sequel. And so I think I just think they're missing out on a lot of opportunities with this sequel trilogy. I think there's some good elements, good story elements, good characters, but just something's missing. I know um, I hear you. Like I think Phasma has been a missed opportunity. Well, that's a perfect, perfect analogy. Yeah. Right. I mean, everyone loved whatever Phasma was. Everyone loved her in the first one. I think, I think that's pretty straight across the board. If you ask everyone, Phasma was a, was a great addition. And then they totally misused her in the second one. She had this small, small part. And then maybe she's dead. Maybe she's not. Obviously we don't know, but you assume she is, but that was it. Right. You just missed this cool opportunity. Like here you had the throwdown of the century between these two characters, Finn and, uh, and Phasma. And it was wasted. Yeah. It was wasted for, you know, a 20 second scene, which then you got an extra 30 seconds on the, you know, on the deleted scenes and it made it better, but even still it was kind of lacking. And so, I mean, I can see what you mean. Missed opportunities left and right. Yeah. Yep. So, I don't know. Like I said, I'll withhold complete judgment until episode nine, but that's where it stands right now. But, I mean, I'll definitely watch these movies several times more. I mean, I have them on DVD and digital copy, Blu-ray, blah, blah, blah. And I watch at least one probably every month, if not every other month. Just because it's a good story. It's a good movie. Um, I like watching it. Watched Rogue One and... It was, I think Rogue One's kind of a, it's its own animal in the sense that it's, it's Star Wars. Like it feels more Star Wars than the sequel trilogy, but there's no Jedi in it. So that's kind of like, how does that work? Because, you know, like I said earlier, Jedi and lightsabers are synonymous with Star Wars, but here's a Star Wars movie that doesn't really have it. I mean, you have Darth Vader with a lightsaber there at the end, but that's about it. And there's no force, no force powers really. But it's it's a Star Wars movie. It has that feel, that vibe that you just connect with. And it was awesome, right? Yeah. I, you know, maybe this is negative points as a fan for me. I like that one better than I've liked the new two. Yeah, of I the, agree. The original storyline. Yeah, it's the best Star Wars movie since Disney bought Luke's film. Mm-hmm. Hands down. Um, where do you think they go from here? They finished the third one. So the main trilogy, you know, the... All the supposedly all the main trilogies are done. I know that they have um, Han Solo uh, coming out. We've uh, seen a lot of trailers for that. Looks amazing. Yeah. Lando. I think when Lando came in, they're doing the little gambling. That's going to be cool. Everyone's excited to see that. Chewbacca. Um, I, I hope know they do a Lando standalone. I think that's that, the next step. You think? Okay, so l- maybe a Lando standalone. Oh. I've heard they're having an Obi-Wan. I know that's been kind of batted around with Obi-Wan standalone. Yeah. What, what's after that? Where do you think they go from here? Well, they I have know. announced, they have announced that Ryan Johnson who directed last Jedi is going to be doing another trilogy in the star Wars universe, but outside of everything we've seen. So I don't know what exactly that looks like or where it's going to take place. They haven't really released any details other than that. So that's the next step is another trilogy, but somewhere else, different characters. Who knows if it's even like related to the Jedi or the force or anything. We don't know. What about Boba Fett? Are they doing something with Boba Fett? I think they have to. They, I mean, they developed the story. They were going to start filming. And then the director that they had chosen, they ended up firing like right before they started production. So they have, my guess is they have all this stuff ready to go. So they have to, it would be a waste to just not use it. I don't know why they're waiting. Maybe there's some contractual stuff that, you know, since Josh Trank, who was the director that got fired, was in development with that. They don't want to start producing it because he could sue them or do some, I don't know, maybe he has some rights to the story or something, probably some legal stuff. And they're waiting for that time to expire. I don't know. But I would like to see a Boba Fett. Maybe they'll tie it into Han Solo. Maybe that's the big surprise for Han Solo is Boba Fett's in it. Hmm. That'd be kind of neat. Yeah. Because uh, they were always kind of 
you know, you could tell that they knew each other and they're enemies, right? Like it was like personal for Boba Fett when he captured him. Yeah. And that would be kind of neat. Yeah. And then they're doing another animated series for TV and then they're doing a live action TV show for 2019. So new animated series. Will they tell us what's going to happen to Ahsoka? <laughs> I think they have to because they tease it at the end of Rebels. They have to either... Either in that um, animated series or perhaps in the live action series or at some point. I mean, they have to go back to it. They'll have, they'll have to go back to Ezra Bridger and Thrawn and Ahsoka is going to tie into it somehow. And Sabine. Well, and they have, they have to tie up that storyline too, yeah. right? I mean, what happened to them? I mean, obviously we've never heard them outside. So it's like you have to tie up that storyline. Yeah. As a fan, I think that's important. Um, I'd like to see it in a movie, but I don't. I think they're just going to stick to it with the animated stuff. And I think that's good. I, I like them. I've seen the Rebels. I, I like it. Um, what do you think about a Vader standalone? Good, bad? I think that'd be. I think they needed a Vader trilogy, a Vader slash Obi Wan trilogy. Is what they need to do. Because if you do an Obi Wan movie or a trilogy. Who's the only one that can match Obi-Wan as a villain? It, it's Vader, right? Mm-hmm. Um, anybody who Obi-Wan comes up against, he's going to win. So there's no suspense or drama there. Vader's the only one that can stand up to him. Obi-Wan is the only one that can stand up to Vader. So if they do either one, they have to meet, in my opinion. And I, I would like to see a Vader movie where he's just, you know, like at the end of Rogue One where he's just kicking butt and taking names. Where that's what we see. You know, he's out still hunting Jedi or trying to track down rebels or whatever, you know, and we get to see his power outside of just a couple minutes at the end of Revenge of the Sith and as well as Rogue One. Well, I think that's where all the interest came from, right? When you saw that, I think people were like, oh my gosh, this guy is amazing. Like yeah. I, I want to see him as crude as this. I want to see him chop some more rebels in half. That was <laughs> awesome. Like, and uh, um, it, it was really cool. So we're not quite sure what we're going to get. There's a lot of movies out. I know I've hinted at this before, uh, you know, that I like to see this, but again, Knights of the old Republic. Yes or no. I'd like to see it, but I, I don't see it happening. No, oh, that breaks my heart. It breaks my heart because I think that's, I mean, that is a well of a storyline. You could oh yeah, beat that like James Bond movies, you know, like yeah. you would never have to end that series. Yeah. And there's like tons of fans that feel the same way. They want to see movies or a TV show. I think they should do a TV show in the, in that era and just do you know, new stories. I mean, you could tie it into the game storyline a little bit, but I, I just don't see them re-filming a, a video game storyline. And I think that's the, the biggest hesitation. Is like, why are we going to just film this movie that has the same story of this video game we did? It's going to be a new story, new characters, some new characters at least. I think you can bring in Revan and um, those Mal- guys, Malik. I think you can bring them in as the villains, but it would be new stories in that era. Okay. Yeah, I just, I mean, I, I've i loved that storyline ever since I played it. It's yeah. been great. I think it's a great idea. So, yeah. um, you know, for me, I just, I, I hope that Star Wars doesn't become the new, um, the new Pirates of the Caribbean. Right where it just gets itself so played out that you just don't want to ever see them again. Yeah. Uh, and it's hard to say that now, but you've got to realize too, Star Wars, the ones that we've seen have been based out of 30, some, 30 years. So when you've got 10 or 11 movies over 30 years, that's not that big of a deal. But when you have Disney saying, we're going to come out with one every year through 2020, and then who knows after that, you don't want it to become a diluted storyline that just plays itself out. And so I think that's why it's important to do like, you know, kind of 
a Vader trilogy, a Boba Fett one, an Obi-Wan, something that's going to keep people interested that are just so different and that they can be their own stories. And, yeah. and that's, I think, the way to keep them in it, to yeah. keep fans wanting to keep seeing it. I think that's what they're trying to do with um, Ryan Johnson doing this new trilogy, just open up this new era so they can tell new stories in different ways. Um, but at the same time, if you start doing these new movies and everybody's like, well, I don't care about that because the rebels aren't in that. Or I don't care about that. Cause you know, how does it's not related to this, you know, these 10 movies that we watched, you know, so that's the risk they take. But if it's done well enough, it could open up a whole new, you know, bag of worms or not bag of worms, but a whole new era in star Wars where you get all these new stories and new storylines and new characters. So I don't know. I think it's a big risk and I don't know if honestly, I don't know if Ryan Johnson is the one to do that the way with the way that last Jedi turned out. I mean, he mm-hmm. took risks, but there is a lot of backlash to those risks. So. Oh yeah. Yeah. Nope. I totally agree. Yeah. So, um, uh, do you have any, do you have any predictions for this last movie? I know everyone's waiting for this new movie, right? It's coming out. We'll be there um, opening night. I know we will. What for episode is, nine or solo? Episode nine. Episode nine. Yeah, solo. I mean, it is. I think we know what it is. He'll get the Millennium Falcon and the end of the day. But I think there's a lot of in between we want to see. But I think generally we know what's going to happen. <laughs> you yeah. know, I mean, yeah, there's, we already know how his story ends. Right. Right. So, I mean, I think we can kind of infer no matter what situation he's in, he's going to win. <laughs> yeah. Uh, but you know, for episode nine, we don't know well, yeah. any big predictions. Yeah. I think episode nine has the biggest potential. Um, I think we'll see it advance the storyline uh, five years out. I think that was one of the biggest problems with Last Jedi is that they kind of boxed themselves in, in when they said, oh, it's starting right after episode seven, which is kind of cool in theory. But at the end of the day, basically we have two movies that occur over a week. And so there's not much character development. There's some, but not as much as we have seen in other movies. So I, I see this one being five years out from the end of episode eight. So that gives them enough time to rebuild the rebellion, gives Rey enough time to train to become better at her lightsaber force, Jedi skills, you know, whatever they're going to call them. Uh, I think they'll call them Jedi because obviously the previous film was called The Last Jedi and she's the last Jedi. So I see, we'll see that. And then we'll see uh, a bigger rebellion. Princess Leia will have passed and Poe Dameron will be leading the the rebels. And Finn, I want to, I, I think, I want to see more from him. Uh, I want to see what he becomes. Does he become a leader, or is he still kind of this wild card that's not really part of the First Order anymore, and he's not really a rebel? You know, what is he? I think I want to see him join one of these, you know, join the Resistance or the rebels and be a major player there. So. Mm-hmm. But as far as the conflict, I mean, I don't know. I think we see Kylo Ren and Rey duel again as, with lightsabers. Uh, I don't know if I really care who wins, <laughs> to be honest, at this point. <laughs> yeah. So I don't know what's um, going to happen with those two. Yeah. I think I think that the villains aren't going to be, be – the fight's not going to be between those two. I think maybe that's the movie will start that way, but I think there's going to be a much greater threat or potential or something to that nature. And they won't necessarily join forces, but they'll have the same goal. And I think that's going to be the whole idea between the balance and the, of the force is that you'll need the bad and the good to win. Yeah. I'd like to see something like that. Uh, and that's me. And I don't think they're ever going to join. I don't think he's ever going to come to the good side. I don't think she'll ever go to the dark side. But I think that they'll both end somewhere in the middle. And then that's what will happen at the end. That's my, right? I was completely wrong on my last predictions. So it's probably good. I'd probably be completely wrong. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there listening. Those are my predictions. And um, 
and I I kind of am excited for the credit scene. I can imagine that they're going to do this big thumbs up to to everything, you know, kind of wrap it up, and um, uh, you know, kind of like how they did in the Hobbit movie and um, those kind of films. You know, they do this big thing. I think there'll be something like that too, and I, I'm excited to see that. Yeah, that'd be cool. Yeah, a lot of unknowns. I think. I hope they don't just rehash what happened in Return of the Jedi. I think they kind of did in Last Jedi. So they have gotten past that storyline and can create, J.J. Abrams can create his own story. But, uh, and I hope it's good. That's all I think. That's all I want. Mm -hmm. So it's hard to say at this point because we know nothing. No, no. no. No, well, when they're so tight-lipped, that's like they're notorious about being so tight-lipped. Yeah, yeah. But that's over. That's that'll come out in December of two thousand nineteen. Nineteen. So we got a year and a half. But yeah. So yeah. Anything else you want to talk about for our Star Wars? May the Fourth be with you. Special episode. Uh, you know, I just. I wish we knew more, you know, I, I wish we knew more what their plans were because I, I think that, um, that miss, you know, like their miss potential is high, right. But they have a lot to play with. And I think we're going to see either the, the brilliance of Disney or the failure of Disney. Everyone's going to be proved right about Disney destroying movies or, Disney's going to prove every wrong and wrong and say, look, this is why we've been around so long. We know what we're doing. And I hope I see the latter, but I'm scared the former's going to happen, <laughs> but I don't want it to. Right. Because I think the potential is amazing and the star Wars could only be made better, you know, with this and they could explore the universe in a way they've never been able to. And I would want to see it. And so that's, you know, that's probably the one thing that, I want to see happen is that, but I really am scared. Yeah. I, I feel similar with that. I mean, they could mess it up or they could just be even more amazing. And I, I'm thinking with as much as many projects that they've announced in the last few months, do they have a plan? They have some sort of plan in place, whether it's the best plan or not. Um, we'll see. But I think they, they have an opportunity to, I think the biggest missed opportunity for any studio, any story, any universe is they don't tie in their TV with their movies, with their books, with their video games. You know, they have all this media that's just out there. It's like fire hose, you know, pick your favorite, but a smart franchise would tie them all together. So you have to buy the comic book to read what happened in the TV series that leads into the movie, right? Mm-hmm. they do that smart they can make a lot of money and tell awesome stories because two-hour movies are awesome but you can't get enough info in there to make it um, more impactful than you could if you tied in a tv show with because can you imagine if they did a tv show that started like they started out with a movie episode one of whatever trilogy and then while they're making the next film that takes two years you're watching season one of the show that leaves off where the movie ended. And then you're watching episode two of the movie. And then you're going back to the TV show. It just how, if they played off each other, it would be so awesome and everybody would watch it. And you just get this huge storyline. That's just hopefully fleshed out. If done right. With all mm-hmm. this cool information and characters and, you know, it'd just be epic. Well, then you get, that's how you get life fans. Yeah. Right. Is because then people can, will read a book just about Krennic or about Thrawn or about whoever. Right. Because they're like, man, you know, it's there and it's going to happen right here. Like I can find out who Krennic is and I can find out what he is all about. And I can find out, you know, what happened between episodes two and three. I can see where did Jar Jar Binks go? You know, is he, did he, you know, put um, uh, Snoke up to it? You know, is he still alive? We don't know, right? I mean, it's Darth Jar Jar. But, you know, but then we could, you would get fans reading that and people would know. 
And I, I totally agree with that because um, th that would complete it. Because like you said, Star Wars is too big to yeah. ever put anything in a movie. And while I do appreciate what they've done with Rebels and stuff like that, it's almost like you missed a chance on a lot of fans because a lot of fans aren't going to go back and watch that. Yeah. But if it was there in the first place, they would have. Yeah. And they tried to tie in Rebels to Rogue One after the fact, but it was, you could tell there was a disconnect there. I mean, yeah, it's the same character, Saw Gerrera is in it, but there's not too much of a thread that ties them together. And yeah, so I'd like to see that hashed out and perfected. And I think that you know, just comes with better management, you know? So we'll see. That's what I hope to see. But we want to thank you guys for listening to our first annual May the 4th Be With You show from the Credulous Nerds. Uh, you can always find us on Facebook, facebook.com slash Credulous Nerds. You can find us on our website, randomangst.com. All our podcasts are hosted on patreon.com. So join us there, become a patron and support us there. And you can also find us on iTunes and Stitcher and soundcloud.com. So we want to thank you guys for joining us and may the force be with you. See you guys. <laughs>